Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit AstroPandaProductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on BlogTalkRadio.com. Episode 184, Fallout 76, First Look. War. War never changes. But the games in the Fallout series do. And to help us figure out more about that tonight, I'm going to invite Chris Saunders in. How you doing there, Chris? What's up, Jeremy? How you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. How about your own self? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, totally stoked for E3 on Sunday, which we should get more info about Fallout 76. But yeah, I, I could not be more happy right now with you know the games that i like it, it is a good time i'm still a little disappointed by the most recent one i'd been playing which one was that for uh well no no just game in general uh oh that, oh, oh. that conan exiles it's a survival game where you start off nailed to a cross conan pulls you down and then you have to find like water and food and not get eaten by animals you may not like the new fallout game because it's speculated that that's it's going to be a survival rpg that's what i've been hearing <laughs> But, you know, again, we won't know for sure until Sunday. Absolutely. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit, Chris, you and your, your uh, some of your original cohorts from the old Nucleus podcast got together. Tell us what you have coming up for us here. Yes. You know, I, I did the Nucleus as longtime listeners of this show know because I've talked about it before. A few weeks ago, I had to shut it down because, you know, I've been I've been taking some some side work doing podcast editing and turn uh, Astro Panda into a full podcast production company. So I've been working with Rick and and Piper on that, and I I just I just couldn't I I couldn't ha- I didn't have the time to get all the research done that I needed to get done. But I don't know what last week out of the blue Bethesda's um Twitch stream started streaming a a please stand by and a, a vault boy. So for 24 hours everybody was like WTF mate. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day, um, they, they dropped a, a teaser for Fallout 76 and the, the conversation you're about to hear is like Jeremy said, former co-hosts, um, my wife Anna and, and my buddy Cyrus just talking about what we've seen and talking about some of the early rumors out of Katak, the mysterious 4chan Reddit leaker. <laughs> so we give our thoughts on all that stuff. Since shutting it down and see, sh- shutting the show down and then seeing that, I was like, man, what a crappy time to have shut the Fallout podcast down because I really want to talk about this. And I was like, wait a second, I can talk about this because <laughs> originally I was going to release it under the the Only Hope Gaming uh, feed. But after I thought about it, it just wasn't a good fit because we mainly talk about 
a card, uh, the Star Wars Destiny card game. So it was kind of hard to fit Fallout into that. <laughs> yeah, would have muddied up your brand a little bit. A little bit, and yeah. I, I don't think I, I I asked some of you know I asked uh, people on our Facebook page, hey, would you like to hear this? I I know a lot of people saw it, and I got crickets. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess that answers that. Uh, let me see if Jeremy wants it. <laughs> well, I am, I am more than happy to take it. It is a you guys do you do explore the topic quite thoroughly for something that we've only seen a few minute video of a minute and a half yeah and I think I think we talked a little over an hour and twenty minutes on it yeah <laughs> so all right so since we know that it's going to be Chris his wife Anna and their buddy Cyrus coming in I am going to throw to a commercial and when we come back we'll hear what they have to say about Fallout seventy six thanks Jeremy thank you Chris I'm Chris and tonight I'm joined by my friend Cyrus. Rat is short for Rathew. And my wife, Anna. Hey, guys. As for me, Cyrus, and Anna, this is sort of a reunion for us, as we were all uh, co-hosts on The Nucleus, a Fallout podcast dedicated to the lore. But I had to shut it down a couple weeks ago because I suck, and I couldn't keep up with the time commitment with all the research and stuff, so... When I decided to tackle Fallout 76, I knew that I wanted to bring them on the show to talk about it with me, since, um, you know, we had a Fallout podcast before. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Bethesda dropped a teaser trailer for a new Fallout game, uh, Fallout 76. Um, and at the time, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had too much to say about it, since all we know for sure is what's contained in that one minute clip of the teaser and admittedly it's 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 not much <laughs> but after going through um endless threads on facebook and reddit in the past couple of days I'm, I'm finding that i actually do have a lot to say about it <laughs> but but don't worry uh th- this 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 podcast is not going to be something other than um what we advertise it as i just needed to you know i just needed a place to to put some of these thoughts down about this game uh, because, you know, I'm such a fan of the series. So, in addition to the teaser, the, the game was fleshed out a little bit more for us by a writer from the gaming site Kotaku and um, from an anonymous 4chan Reddit user. Um, I'm going to swing back around to those sources, quote-unquote sources, after um, you know we give our initial thoughts on the video itself. So, the video starts with a... a a, a colorized version of the all-too-familiar Please Stand By screen, which I think is an important detail, especially considering another scene that we'll discuss in a moment. Um, a set of vacuum tubes appear and flicker on, which is very reminiscent of the intro video to Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, <laughs> what initially seems like an ink spot song starts to play, but that quickly transforms into a rendition of John Denver's take me home country roads, which is actually really good. Like it's a cover and like, it's not, it's not John Denver doing it, but um, I actually <laughs> really dug the, uh, the version they chose to go with. Yeah, yeah it was pretty it was good. Really nice. Yeah. Um, so I take that as pretty solid evidence that, that, um, this new Fallout 76 is going to take place in West Virginia because that's what that song is all about. I don't know if it's in if it's in West Virginia, we need at least some references to to Mothman. 
Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about that. Um, because you know this franchise is really heavy on the Lovecraftian references. Uh, at least since Bethesda took it over, I I don't remember if there was anything like that in the first one. Yeah, not really. Because you know, if you happen to be a listener mm-hmm. of our previous show, you would know <laughs> that um, I've only the out of the couple original games that came out, I've only played the first one. Um, in addition to three New Vegas and four, um, so. The camera pulls back, and it's revealed that the vacuum tubes belong to a Pip-Boy. Now, from the aesthetic and the design, I'm like 100% certain that Pip-Boy is a Pip-Boy 2000, which um, was the model used in both Fallout 1 and 2. It and, seems to be general consensus on yeah, that. Yeah, because, you know, I was showing, um, you know, Anne Ann is a relatively newcomer to the, to the series. Yeah, uh, so. I've only done part of three so far. Yeah, um, which, you know, doing the Fallout Lore show, I really enjoyed uh, having her on as sort of a newbie to to ask questions that, um, you know, maybe us more. Or solve mind-blowing uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You did. You did call some things. Now we gotta, we gotta, we can't do too many inside jokes because not a lot of people know what yes, we're I talking know, about. So for me the aesthetic that they decided to go with for the Pip-Boy makes total sense because you can make out the date and time displayed on it. Um, and basically the date is October 27th, um, 2102 at 0634 for all you civilian types. That's 634 AM. <laughs> yeah, but this is, so for if it's one, what did you say, one thirty-two or whatever, that's like about a hundred or so years before all the others, because all the others were in like twenty-two seventies. Yeah. Not true. Oh, what? What? Not true. Well, um, the first one. Um, I guess I wouldn't know about the first it's one. Twenty-one oh two, Cyrus. Um, I don't know if the time relates to anything important, but the date puts us about twenty-five years after the Great War. And almost 60 years prior to the events of Fallout 1. This is kind of exciting to me because I I feel like it means that the wasteland will be like a harsh and unforgiving environment being that close to the Great War. And it likely means that we'll see the Gek make a return to the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know... Gek stands for Garden Eden Creation Kit, which was supplied to some of the vaults to sort of purify the land around it to make it uh, habitable again, which would come in handy if the vault dwellers were leaving the confines of the vault so soon after the bombs fell. So um, for the people who have played Fallout, um, you, you think like, in my mind, I'm thinking like the glowing sea from Fallout 4. Or the glow from uh, Fallout 1. So, um, you know, after the Pip-Boy reveal, which, again, I was really, like, I was ecstatic about because, like, I I recognized the the aesthetic, like, instantly. So the camera pulls back even more to reveal probably a kid's room, judging from all the games and comics strewn about. Some of which, I might add, are are pretty new to the series. Uh, I can't. 
I don't have any specific names right now, but like I know watching the video, I I didn't recognize some of the stuff that was in there. Um, and the fact that there's a Jangles the Moon Monkey on the bed, so that that yeah. that pretty much led me to believe that that we're looking at a kids' room. But what's most interesting about that, and something I alluded to before, is that there's a color TV set in the room. I don't know what this means in terms of like other technology that might be in the game, but it does point to the idea at at least in this location that technology might be a little bit more advanced than we're used to in the Fallout games. Yeah, which is curious because it's before all of the Fallout games. Well, sure, but that doesn't. But again, each vault is different. Yes, each vault is different. And. But this is the first time that we've seen like a color display at all in the Fallout games, mm-hmm. or full yeah, color. Yeah, all the all the TVs before now, if they do turn on, have been in black and white. And yeah. like all of the like Pip Boy and other displays, they've been like monochrome, uh, green and and black, black. or yeah. yeah, in New Vegas, orange and black. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Now on the TV, there's some sort of ad or announcement playing with a voice that's pretty reminiscent of Ron Perlman saying... I thought that was Ron Perlman. I I don't know if it is or not, but if if it's not, it sounds really like him. (laughs) It really does. Now, the the guy on the screen, you know, in Ron Perlman's voice, if it's not Ron Perlman... Uh, he's, He's saying, when the fighting has stopped and the fallout has settled, you must rebuild... This has me real excited again because it seems like Bethesda's kind of going to continue with the building aspect from Fallout 4. Um, couple that with the potential of being able to use a Gek, and I am totally sold. <laughs> yeah, right? I've never used Gek before, but... Well, yeah. it's it's never been a thing that you could use. It was in New Vegas. I would say the only one I've played is three, so I've never had any of the building building experience um, from any of the other Fallout games. What do you mean in New Vegas you could use it? Yeah, didn't you like get uh, get a Gek in New Vegas, or was that three? I remember in one of them. No, no, no. In, 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 in Fallout Three, you had to get a Gek, but it was for um, Project Purity. Oh yeah, that might yeah, that was what I was thinking about. Yeah, you weren't actually using it for its intended purpose. Yeah. So, like just from what we've seen this trailer or teaser, it leads me to believe that um, you know, we might be able to use the GEC for its actual intended purpose. <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm pretty horrible at building in Fallout 4 as I can like never really think about what to put where you're always asking me where should i put this (laughs) i don't know yeah and then like i go into some of the build groups on facebook and i see see what other people are doing and i'm just i I just get discouraged because i'm like there's no way that i feel good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean but luckily like building in fallout 4 is you know it's pretty much optional uh, to moving the the story forward, except for you know a few small things you might have to do, um, yeah. But, but like really building is you you don't actually have to do it. Um, so I can't I can't imagine that uh, if if I'm not even gonna say what if 
I can't imagine that Fallout 76's building stuff will be too much different, especially since the community was pretty polarized um, when it got implemented in Fallout 4 in the first place. So, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I I don't think that I am. Now, what I will say is that we, we've seen a sort of a building aspect across a couple games now from Bethesda. In Skyrim, if you had the Hearthfire DLC, you know, you could sort of gather materials and build a predetermined homestead with very few options to customize. And, like, you know, when I first ran across it, because, you know, I did play Skyrim before Fallout 4, um, I did like it, but, like, I was annoyed that, like, I didn't have more control over the things that went in into the build. And so when I finally got Fallout 4, you know, obviously we have more, way more control over how, you know, over the how and where things were built. Um, so I, I really hope that they keep um, expanding all that moving forward. Like I said, I mean, you have stepping stones. So Skyrim, you have a really basic... Uh, build mode then fallout 4 you have way more control over it so i'm just like if if they actually did expand on this on this build idea a bit i would expect to see like um you know if you play fallout 4 you and you you like to build a lot you're probably playing with the place anywhere mod um, yeah so i i would imagine that that's probably going to be standard in the next game um, if I had to guess, because I mean, that mod is one of the, you know, if you go on the Nexus right now, it's one of the like top, it's at least in the top 10 or top 15, uh, downloaded yeah. mods for the game, uh, behind, you know, the nudie mods and stuff like of that. Course. <laughs> CBBE. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so i really i really hope they uh they they have expanded on on um you know the the build functionality and you know what i want you to be able to attach a dang light bulb to a power wire you remember all those memes that were going around (laughs) a while back about hey did you know that you can attach a a light bulb to a a power line which in the vanilla game you you absolutely cannot do that (laughs) 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 <laughs> but it makes sense that you you should be able to do that out of the box. But um, okay. Well, build mode wise, I'm actually kind of excited if they do decide to build on it, build on the build mode. You know, make it better because I was one of the people that actually quite liked the build mode. You know, I had a lot of fun with it, building all the settlements and whatever. Um, I would like it if they made it more. I guess free like it does in the place anywhere mod you know but um other than that yeah no i actually quite like the build mode and i'm actually i would actually be pretty happy if it came back yeah i'm 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 almost 100 percent certain that it is especially mm-hmm. when you when you see what um you know ron perlman said or you know yeah. the stand-in for ron perlman um yeah and I mean, we'll Anna, call him Proto Perlman for the entire year's podcast. <laughs> Proto Perlman, okay. Proto Proto Perlman. <laughs> um, and I know you don't have much uh, experience with Fallout Four, but um, you know, you you've seen me build a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I'm kind of excited about a game where I could build. You know, I like playing like stuff like Minecraft, where I get to build and destroy and build and destroy and. 
I like destroying more than building, but I wouldn't mind building more things. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, a lot of people talk about Fallout 4 being like, oh, this is Fallout Minecraft. And I mean... And, I would like that. And in some sense, it, it really is. But, like, again, though, it in Fallout 4, it was not an integral part of the game. You didn't really have to do it. I mean, there were some missions that... If you wanted them out of your quest log, you might have had to build like a, a beacon or, uh, you know, just a water source, a, you know, a, a, some food and stuff like that. But yeah. otherwise, like you really didn't have to do it if you didn't want to. Yeah. So after the TV, we see shots of an award case. Oh, my gosh. And it, it's like something you'd see at like a school or something like that or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, at an office where they're displaying their Dundies. that's foreshadowing that you don't know anything about um (laughs) uh no but like you know at at an office where they might display their softball championship trophy from 15 years ago (laughs) yeah that's how it is in my job like we have a display case with trophies in it and they're like almost all of them are almost as old as i am (laughs) <laughs> we don't have anything newer in there. <laughs> um, now, I don't know how important these are, uh, you know, to to the game in general. I, yeah, I I doubt that they're of much importance, but they were cool. Yeah, they like, were like cool. it was cool to actually be able to read what they said. Yeah. So the out of the few that I could make out, you have like a best looking hair award, some sort of a, a performance award. An Excellence and Bravery Award and a First Place Award for a Halloween Costume Contest. Now, there's also a pretty dark, outstanding Achievement Award that's that, that says, In appreciation for your commitment and dedication to our isolation program, sacrificing many so some can live. Now, <laughs> at first, like, I kind of laughed about that. Like, I thought it was funny. You know, because but at the same time, fall. Well, I mean, Fallout's known for its dark humor, so yes. I was like, yes, um, more of the dark humor that I appreciate about this franchise. But like, I've had some time to think about that quote a little bit, and so you know, like I said at the top of the show, we used to um, do a Fallout lore podcast, and you know, through my research in that, I just kept seeing how fucked up the pre-war government. And by extension, um, Voltec was. Yeah, they, yeah. Basically, if you can think of something bad they could have, they could do. They probably did it. Yep. Yeah. Um. And, and after you look at it in that light, it's so much more messed up because the game, at least so far as we've seen, isn't too far removed from the inciting incident for the end of the world. So the the people that you're likely to encounter in the game will almost definitely remember the pre-war days. And, you know, I get that in later games. You have some ghouls that have been around since before the bombs fell. But to me, this feels you could different. See like, you can see, like, actual people from, yeah. from yeah. before the bombs. It feels different. It's like, it's like more, like, raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the quote, like, it it raises a lot of suspicions to me because when did they have those plaques made? 
And why would they have that quote on them if? And they were handed out by Vault. It said Voltec on it, right? Well, I didn't say Voltec on them, but it had the Voltec symbol, didn't it? Oh yeah, that particular one. Yeah, it, yeah, because it had the Voltec symbol off to the left. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to play on what we had talked about in one of our episodes about Voltec being behind the bombs dropping. So th- we may learn about that in this game. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that I that I've wanted for forever. Considering seventy six was the control vault. Well, we're gonna get to that, yeah. like, and what that, I mean, what all all that means. Um, I mean, talking about uh, what you know, uh, managers said about you know answering the question who dropped the bombs. I wouldn't be too happy if they did that because I quite, I quite, I quite like the mystery about the whole thing. You know, kind of adds a degree of you know excitement about like theorizing and whatnot but and i cyrus, think answering that question would kind of take a little bit away but cyrus we already know they did it why wouldn't they no we don't know they did it though because i mean yeah. why wouldn't they there's any number of scenarios to that though um there's theories that the u you know china uh launched first i mean i think when you're talking about who launched first you have basically three choices you have the u.s china or Voltec, which I mean, technically, I guess you could you could lump Voltec in with the, the US? U.S. because you know, at the height of Voltec's power, they were essentially a part of the government, or at least they had working yeah. with the Enclave. Sure, uh, they they had enough clout that you know they could they could drive decisions. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've always wanted to explore in-game the sort of Vault-Tec story. I mean, Cyrus, you say that you know you, you like the mystery better left unsolved, but I I can't get down with that, man. Like I <laughs> I want to know. Like I I want to unravel the pieces. I wanna I want to get to you know I wanna I wanna. I want to see groups of terminals in the game where you see the downward spiral into uh, sort of the crazy experiments they did or they were playing to do on the vaults. Like, I want all that. (laughs) You can cut this out afterwards, but you're going to follow the 500 feet of red wire. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like you're gonna see people in this in in this new game, likely, you know, obviously this is only speculation on my part, but you're gonna see people you're gonna come in contact with with folks who may have been privy to some of that, or once you leave the vault, if you come in contact with any other vaults, you're gonna you're gonna deal with people who may have been affected by the experiments. So like for me, after thinking about it all like that, that that quote just takes a a real dark turn for me real quick. <laughs> yeah, I I mean if it does want to go into a, you know exploring you know the whole what you know what happened to Voltec really after the war stuff like that, I want to mind that. I want to mind you know, and that gives them a lot of potential to do some pretty you know interesting stuff. Um, we we might be able to see the creation of the super mutants. That would have been pre-war. I think. No. That wasn't pre-war. 
Yeah, it was because FEV was a was a FEV um, was created pre-war, but yeah, super no, mutants were super not. Super mutants were created by Gray or by the Master. No, because FEV was the super mutants were a result of FEV. Yeah, yeah, the Master dumped Which, people in. Hey, bitch, FEV was the fucking quote-unquote cure for the new plague which all that happened pre-war yeah but we didn't start getting true super mutants until after the war i mean you're not wrong i'm just saying like so this would be like when they um went and took the samples from the mariposa base and when the master became exposed this is all before that or around the same time right well, no. Um, the, the if if the date on the Pip Boy is any indication of the time frame that we're looking at for this game, we're talking about sixty years before Fallout One. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not to say that somebody else didn't mess with it, but um. Well, I mean, there were there were uh, the Mariposa base. They were doing experiments before the Master. Remember, that's how we got the Brotherhood of Steel, because they revolted and took that was, over. That's pre-war. That's pre-war stuff. I mean, that's like, well, they revolted, like, during the war. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about a bunch of stuff that uh, happened in... It was all around the time of yeah, the war. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just, I don't remember the, the exact timeline, so we're going to see a brand new Brotherhood of Steel. We're going to see the, you know... Brand new effects of FEV getting loose. Well, no, we're not going to see a brand new Brotherhood of Steel because the Brotherhood well, of Steel started out on the West Coast. And this is supposed to be on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah so we are not likely to see the Brotherhood of Steel. And if they, and if we do, I'm going to call all kinds of flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, like... The, the you know Fallout three four and New Vegas they happen a couple hundred years after the bombs fell so like that's that's plenty of time for for stuff to disseminate among the wasteland and stuff like that but you're talking twenty five years after the bombs fell mm-hmm. and I can't imagine I mean I guess I maybe I could but like there's a I guess there's a remote chance that we might see the Brotherhood, but I would still be like, eh. Eh. Yeah. But I, because I know we're going to see ghouls. That's kind of a given. But the super mutants, I wasn't yeah. sure of the timeline on those. I couldn't remember the exact timeline yeah, on those. We might, yeah, I might see some ghouls. Well, I hope we don't see no super mutants because them suicider super mutants are. Pretty annoying. <laughs> I see lots of centaurs. I'm right, if I see a super mutant. <laughs> yeah, I will burn Bethesda to the ground if I see a super mutant in this game. <laughs> Todd Howard will will not have a happy time at his bedside. <laughs> hey, we talked about it all fair. <laughs> Trust me, I know what you're thinking. It's not that. <laughs> But given that it's you, it probably is that. Yeah. It's a little bit of that. <laughs> so the next scene that we see um, is of a terminal screen, which the, displays an envelope with the words, you are invited. Now, my, my my first reaction to this was, this is this is an invite to Reclamation Day, which 
we'll get into what that might mean uh, in a minute, which we see a poster of earlier in the teaser. Because the vault boy has a birthday hat on or, you know. Party hat. Party hat. There you go. Um, But in hindsight, after reading some of the supposed leaks, which, again, we'll get into in a little bit, this could be an indication of some sort of online play. Now, I'm totally fine with that as long as it's not some Fortnite meets Fallout Battle Royale type thing. Like, if they're going to do anything online, please do not let it be that. <laughs> I mean, because, uh, because with that, there's zero chance that it's there's going to be that it's going to be story driven. Yeah, I've never played Fortnite, so I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of videos on it. I've never played it either, but from what I've seen, like, yeah, there's building components to that game, but ultimately it's a free-for-all and last man standing wins. So, like, COD with building? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, Which, no. Please, no. <laughs> Like yeah, if that's uh, the case, I will be oh, I, I I will be in the group that that tries to burn Bethesda down. You could you, you could put this game online <laughs> in any other way, literally. MMO? Sure, <laughs> yeah, we're good here because I mean there was talks of an MMO several years ago um, called uh, uh, V for Thirteen. Uh, I think by the developers by some of the older developers from, you know, the, the fallout one to um, those days. Um, but it never, it never took off, um, because there was some issue with Bethesda and, um, I think interplay or, you know, the offshoot of that, which would have been what, uh, obsidian maybe. I think so. Yeah. It's so obsidian. Th- there was some, there was some IP issue there. And um, Bethesda yeah, sued them, yeah, and uh, they eventually had to change it to Project 13, which I think eventually just got just got canned altogether. So we never actually got a Fallout MMO. But like when that was announced, like I was I was on the page day one, like ready to sign up. <laughs> of course you were. Yes, because <laughs> I love Fallout. I know. <laughs> um. So. To me, like I, I don't like heavy PvP games. Um, I like them sometimes. It depends on how the PvP is, like, and I guess it all depends on the the crowd it draws to. Is sorry, I'm not overly fond of Call of Duty fans. They are kind of jerks. <laughs> well, I think in a lot of competitive like PvP type games, you're gonna get that. Yeah, um, you do, and I mean. Like I mean, for me, like the the only real PvP game that I played was WoW, and like I played on a PVE server, so like I got to pick and choose when I wanted to do the PvP stuff, and you know if I can choose when I do it, it's it's fine. Like I, it's fun. It's not like somebody could just come up behind you and bam. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> no, because to me, I mean, and I agree with a lot of the people griping and complaining about this. You know, Fallout is is a very story-driven game. It is. And if you introduce, like, a battle royale type thing, that you, you lose a lot of the heart of Fallout. Like, mm-hmm. sure, it'll be in a, 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 you know, on a map recognizable as, you know, post-apocalyptic. But at the same time, like, 
Yeah. It loses its luster as a Fallout game at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just playing Fortnite in a wrecked town. Like, yeah, you're just playing post-apocalyptic Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I I was not as up in arms about the online stuff as other people were because if you look in the groups, it, even right now, like, there's so much salt, so much salt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a ridiculous amount of salt. Like, I stopped looking. Like, I can't make my own opinion because there's just nothing but negativeness. N- negativeness? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> as long as it's not, like, always online, you know, then then I'll be happy. Because, I mean, if it's just, like, sometimes and you know, whatever, I'll get online when I want to. But if it's always online, that's kind of going to suck. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want deal something. people coming in just to kill you. Yeah, if, yeah. They, did, if they did like a like a like how GTA Five does it, like where you have yeah. the option to be online yeah, or they, play by yourself. Yeah, there's a there's an offline mode and it's fully developed. Um, but then you could also go online and just you know wreck people or you know play mini games where you cooperate with each other. I'd be fine with that too. So. Yeah. You know, given G- given GTA Five, we know it's possible to to put out a game like that. So yeah. I, I'd be fine with that too. I mean, because sometimes, like when I when I when I did play uh, GTA, like there were days where I got tired of doing you know the 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 storyline, and I was like, you know, I just want to go get up on this tall building and just shoot people, and I did that, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So if there is an online component, like I hope they take some nods from GTA Five and not from Fortnite. <laughs> 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 then, like after that, the camera sort of pans over to a window and then through it, revealing an empty vault atrium. Now it, it's it's clear there was a party of some sort, and if the you know the large poster on the wall is any indication, <laughs> they were celebrating uh, Reclamation Day. Now, to me, in the context of the teaser, um, and we talked about this already a little bit, um, Reclamation Day is likely the day whereupon the vault's inhabitants were to sort of take the geck and start a new life above ground. Mm-hmm. But the scene that they set, it's, it's eerily void of people at all, which raises a couple questions for me. Um. I'd imagine that not everybody went to the surface because um, I'd imagine not everybody would even want to go to the surface. So why is there still a huge mess in the atrium? Surely there'd be people cleaning it up. Now, we, we have seen um, vaults in the past that were, you know, whether they were control vaults or vaults that, um, just open because they wanted to or whatever. You know, I'm thinking about um, Fallout 2 Vault City because that was a vault that opened when it was designed to. They used the GEC like they were supposed to, and yeah. that's where Vault City came from. Or like 101 in Fallout 3 where, you know, it, it was not a control vault, but, you know, when the uh, Lone Wanderer exited the vault, they, they decided to open up shop. Or even in, in uh, Fallout 4, I think it's Vault um, 81 that's just open and yep. there's still a bunch of people living in there, mm-hmm. but they're trading with the outside and stuff like that. Um, yep. 
so I, I still feel like there should be some semblance of civilization inside the vault. Mm-hmm. But what we see in the teaser, it's it's just eerily quiet. <laughs> it is. It's very, very empty. It's weird, but that's that might be where the online comes from, you know? Like Maybe. you might have like the vault be like a hub area, quote unquote, that people like spawn and then go out into their own worlds out of the vault, you know? I could see that because, I mean, like I said, I, I played WoW for a while and... um. You know, towards the end of my time playing, they started instancing a lot of, um, you know, outside the the main uh, capital city. So when I first started playing, you know, you were assigned to a server and no matter if they were loading screens or not, like you still were in this, the same server. But later on... um. You know, when their numbers, I guess, started dropping, they started doing crossover stuff. So when you would, you know, the the capital city may have been, and I, I don't know if this is true. This is just conjecture on my part. But, you know, when you're in like a capital city, you're you're in that city with people on your own server. But once you leave, like you could be assigned to whatever, you know, server had the least population or however however it works. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could see what you're saying, but like, you know, I still feel like I should see level one characters in there jumping around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game hasn't been launched yet. I, I know, I know. There isn't anybody to populate the servers yet. Sorry, ourselves a joke. <laughs> Fight me, dude. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, there is no, like, semblance of habitants it's like they dropped everything and just dipped yeah and i mean like everybody dropped everything and dipped and then again you know it is only 25 years well sure so everybody could be let's go back to our normal lives um let's go see what it is i i did think about that but i also you these people actually know what happened outside yeah they they were fully appraised well at least it Some, seems somewhat appraised of like what nuclear um, annihilation means for, you know, the outside world. Um, so I, I can't imagine that everybody like 100 percent of the people in that vault just decide to go out of it. But this is only one portion of the vault, too. Well, I mean, sure. And we're just we're just making conjecture based <laughs> on what we've seen so far. And I mean. Um, we'll we'll likely get some more information on June 10th at um, mm-hmm. on Bethesda's slot at E3, um, <laughs> and then we'll probably I'll probably get the gang back together and make another episode after after that. Um, but I, I can't ima- I can't imagine <laughs> that we'll 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 just keep talking about this. But um, but yeah, um, just from what I've seen, it just seems so eerily empty. Which is not what you would think. No. Given what we've seen throughout the games and other, you know, in other vaults. Yeah. yeah. I will admit it is a bit weird, but like, but like I said earlier, I, I'm thinking more like it's just like it's showing like what the hub world will be like, quote unquote, as in part of the teaser. It's you know, it's just it's empty because this is what the hub world. So there's nobody there because the game's not launched yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but there is 
one person, which I assume um, is the player character, and he's he's strapping on a pit boy, and he turns around to reveal the number on the back of his vault suit, Vault Seventy Six. Which people vault suit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from some of the lower res pictures, it does look like denim. Um, which is why there's not a Fallout Five through Seventy Five. So stop making that joke, please. <laughs> It's not even a joke anymore. It's just stupid. Oh uh, yeah. The the game is it's named old. after the vault. You didn't you didn't you didn't when New Vegas came out you didn't you didn't ask where what where's the games between Fallout Three and and Fallout Reno. Between Three and Reno. <laughs> so stop stop asking Fallout where New Reno would be kind of cool though. It would be. You're right. I mean. <laughs> Uh, so stop asking why. Where's Fallout Five through Seventy Five? In any, <laughs> any case, um, Vault Seventy Six has been mentioned in both Fallout Three and Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. And here's where things, at least for me, start going off the rails for this. Um, according to established lore, Vault Seventy Six is located in the DC area, which, as we know from school, is bordered by Virginia and Maryland. Now, even if you put the vault in the outskirts of D.C., it's still going to be a huge stretch to place it anywhere near West Virginia, as the closest point seems to be Harper's Ferry, which I, I mapped it out, and that, that's that's around where the closest area is, which is still around like 50 or 60 miles from the heart of D.C. And, but honestly, the day I saw the teaser, I started looking up possible locations in West Virginia for the game to take place. And my best guess was actually Harper's Ferry, um, given that the given the history there and how at least two of the three Bethesda fallouts have occurred in historically important areas. You know, uh, obviously Capital Wastelands in Washington D.C. and the Commonwealth is in and around Boston. So I mean, it makes sense to me that if this were placed in West Virginia, it would be in the Harper's Ferry area. Yeah. But um. You know, some people in, in, in some of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of have said that, oh, uh, Bethesda just used a song about West Virginia because there aren't any good songs about regular Virginia. <laughs> I mean, but to me, though, Bethesda is not that sloppy when it comes to references. No. No, they are not. But they're there really, really isn't company. a good song about Virginia, so. I mean, but there are songs that they could have used. Um, sure. Or it's even in just the- a song to throw us off. Even, Way down in Dixie. Let's let's get that on. Yeah, actually, the the song is the song that I'm thinking of is called "Carry Me Back to Old Virginia," um, and that was um, put out in well, the original version is "Carry Me Back to Old Virginia," which was put out in nineteen or eighteen ninety three. So yeah. definitely in the public domain if they wanted to use that about yeah. Virginia. I mean, it's probably racist as all hell. But I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's <there>. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it was a mistake that Bethesda used the John Denver song to play over the teaser. Um, and as we'll maybe find out here in a minute, um, Bethesda has done some retconning, which is fine, I guess. So that that brings me to 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 some of the. You know, when I said earlier about some quote-unquote sources here, um, that brings me to a, a couple things. 
the the first one is an article on Kotaku, and it's called uh, Sources. Fallout 76 is an online survival RPG. I have some tweets by the author on the website uh, or on the show notes for this episode, but I, I don't remember his name. It's Jason something. But um, before I get into what he says about it, uh, I think Jason Schreiker. Yeah, Schreier. that's it. That's it. Something like that. But it should be noted, like before we get into this article, that Kotaku was blacklisted in 2015 by Bethesda for Fallout 4 and other leaks. Um, so take it's pretty funny. So take what we're about to say, you know, what we're about to reveal here with a grain of salt, because I mean, while it's not out of the question that some rogue Bethesda employee talked to Kotaku. Um, they are likely not getting like official information here to to uh spoil. So, I guess the first thing that stands out to me here is that um, in the, in this particular article is that they uh Jason says that Fallout seventy six is in fact an online survival RPG that's heavily inspired by games like Daisy and Rust. And he says that there's like three people that have confirmed that to him familiar with the project. Um, So DayZ is actually a mod for Arma 2, I think. And Rust is basically a clone of DayZ. Um, Now, I don't don't know much about Rust, but I've... One of my old roommates used to play Daisy, and I've watched a lot of videos about it. So I actually wouldn't be too mad about um, Fallout incorporating some of the concepts in Daisy. See, I heard just the opposite that it's not going to be Rust. Well, or we're going to we're going to get that. We're going to get to that <laughs> in the next quote unquote source. We're going to get to that. I mean, to me, I mean, I personally didn't like you know daisy and i didn't like rust but um if bethesda did want to go this way and make it in the fallout 76 in the same vein as them i I mean i'd be open to it because i'd i'd like to see what they would do with some of the some of the various you know uh mechanics that could be inspired by the you know mechanics in daisy and in rust because daisy i mean it is a mod so I guess we actually credit these mechanics to Arma, but they have like a blood loss, you know, stuff like that. I think those would be really cool to be put into like a survival mode type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think where Daisy lacks is a storyline. So in Daisy, you're pretty much just thrust into a a map, and you know you can pretty much do whatever you want, like you know, we, we like from a fallout franchise, uh, you know, like we like from a fallout installment, but, um, there, there's no storyline. I mean, if there is any semblance of a story, it's one that you're making up yourself, which in and of itself is not necessarily a problem. But I think that if you are, you know, doing that in the fallout universe, like, I think you're you're missing the mark of a Fallout game. Um, I think there still has to be some kind of storyline to drive 
the actions of your character. Um, so if this game is basically a clone of DayZ or Rust, um, just set in the Fallout world, I think that's a mistake. I mean, I'll still play it because, you know, I bought Saint Anger by Metallica. Like, I like Metallica. I hate Saint Anger, but I bought it anyway. And I listen to it anyway. You're loyal to the brand. I, I am. I will buy whatever Bethesda puts out for Fallout. I buy everything on the Creation Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a. I, I think if if that's the route they're going, which in a, in a second we'll we'll go to another source that that sort of says the opposite. But um. I think it's a huge mistake if if that's the route they're going. Just some, I mean, uh, Fallout games and even the Elder Scrolls games, they're 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 linear to a point. But I think if you make a game in either one of these worlds that's that non-linear, it'll just turn a lot of people off. Because I mean, most of us like Fallout for the story. Yeah, I mean, you can see the same thing happen with Fallout 4, how it's it's very linear. A lot of people criticized it for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because I just finally uh, finished, I say finished, but I just finally got the main storyline of Fallout 4. And um, I realized, like, about halfway through the storyline that my choices were irrelevant. Um, for the most part, I mean, yeah, you can, you can sort of choose to side with this faction or that, and it might make, you know, one or two of the other factions mad, but at the end of the day, um, the, the, the sort of storyline that they were going after, it just, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what you did, which is, I think one of my biggest gripes about fallout four, because you know, in fallout three and fallout new Vegas, you know, especially with the karma system, like your choices seem to matter more. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was just really annoying that no matter what I did and fallout four, aside from taking off a faction or two, like the ending was more or less the same. So, um, another thing Jason points out is that, um, Bethesda recently purchased the, uh, studio that was making, uh, Battlecry, which is a online hero combat game, um, by a company based in Austin. Uh, so, and, and that game would eventually get canceled, um, now, what, what he says in here is that um, the development of uh, Fallout 76 is is going to be sort of straddled between the Austin office and their Maryland office, which, again, like I said, raises some concerns because those folks are geared towards a, a certain type of game. Um, I don't even know what a online hero combat game would look like. <laughs> So I can't really speak a lot about that. Um, Would it be like League of Legends almost? No, it wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. I mean, that's the only like thing that pops up in my head with Hero in it right now. 
game-wise. So IGN <laughs> says that um, Battlecry is fast-paced, 32-player battle. Jesus. That's a lot of people. So, I mean, I'm looking at IGN right now, and it's saying that Battlecry was supposed to be like a 32-player a battle type thing. So, I mean, you know, when you're... You're talking about maybe League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm, maybe that type of game. I'm I'm not entirely sure because I've never played a uh, <laughs> online hero combat game. But again, like my concerns with this being like a a Fortnite type game, like I have the same concerns. Like I don't want a game like that. Um, I need to have some semblance of a story. Stuff like that. So no. I, I don't think they would they would go to that. Um, now, th- this guy does say that um, this new Fallout game is, is unlike any game that we've seen before. So I guess at the same time, it's not out of the question um, if he's right. Uh, and we don't, we don't know that he's right. Because like I said, Kotaku got blacklisted from Bethesda a long time ago. There could be some some people in Bethesda that that still talk to them, but there's nothing official coming out um, of, of Bethesda to Kotaku right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know how the Fallout Battle Royale would work, or like a 32 hero League of Legends thing would work. But I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of hesitantly excited for it. You know. Like I said, you know, it's from what from what we've heard, it's got a few good ideas. It's building on some good ideas from four, and I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hesitantly excited. Yeah, I th- I think the yeah. the the you know I I have the, a similar reaction to it, but um, if it's like a bottom battle royale game or anything like League of Legends, that's gonna turn me right off, and that <laughs> will honestly. That would be a thing that would cause me not to worry about this game. See, I used to love playing League of Legends. I can't sit down and do it now. I just don't have the patience to sit there and wait for people. But I wouldn't mind it. But I've also played those types of games for a lot longer period of time. And yeah. Yeah, I've messed around with, with Blizzard's Heroes of the Storm, but like. I didn't care for that one. I liked League of Legends. I mean, it's in a similar vein, though. Is what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, so let's move on to this 4chan Reddit leaker. Um, now, if he has since deleted the post, luckily I have, I have some screen grabs um, from from the, the post that he made on Reddit. Um, but this is apparently the same guy who um, basically got the name of the, of the game right back in December. I didn't hear anything about that, so I, I can't confirm or deny uh, anything about what was said in December. But um, what was said yet um, the day of the teaser drop. So he says that uh, he's a source inside Bethesda, um, which, okay. Um, the game is going to be open world, improvised weapons, and base building centered I don't think that comes as a surprise given what we saw 
in the teaser and what we basically know of previous Fallout games. The, the next point is we'll feature a scav- scavenger from Surface as main character, hence why Vault seems empty other than main character and trailer. I mean, okay. So what is he saying? That basically everybody has vacated the vault and the, your your play character is just a person who is like scavenging tech from the vault? I mean, I can see that, I guess. That's not Maybe. out of the realm of possibility for me. Um, I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitantly excited for online, especially when related to Fallout, which has traditionally been very, uh, very you know, single player focused. You know, I don't think there's been a single Fallout with a multiplayer yet. So, you know, online would be cool, and I'm I'm a bit hesitant about it, but also excited to see how Bethesda works it in. Well, I mean, there there has been that mod for Fallout One or Two that allows co-op. I think it's two. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also one for like three in New Vegas and whatever. They all have mods to allow for uh, multiplayer play, but there's no like native multiplayer fallouts yet. Wasn't Brotherhood of Steel multiplayer? I mean, I don't think people really count that as. I've never played it, so I I don't know like for certain. Um. But I don't, like, when you're talking about the Fallout franchise, I don't think people count, like, Fallout Tactics or Fallout Brotherhood of Steel or, you know, those games. Okay. Um, so he says also that um, it'll be co-op but not MMO or Rust-like. Now, we, we talked, you know, in the last, on the last article about, about Rust and all that, all that, all that that could entail. But, um, I mean, I, I would like a co-op type thing, like... Yeah, if they, cool. you know, if they made it like a Minecraft type thing where you yeah. know I could invite you know um, somebody on my my uh, Wi-Fi connection to my server and we could build bases and stuff like that would be like I'd be okay with that. You'd play with me. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so he also says Bethesda are in a panic mode at these rumors and want to release further info soon to cut it off. And then he says, expect a leak from a more reputable source soon. Um, given that E3 is on the horizon, like you're talking at the at the at the time of release of this episode, um, you're talking about less than two weeks away. Yeah. On June 10th. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't think we're gonna get another leak before that. I mean, we may get another leak, but I I don't it's, know. It's just gonna leave us more confused and. Well, sure, sure. And and some of that might be Bethesda's own doing because this is true. God Todd and stuff. God Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean it, it. I don't see the point in a leak this close to E3, honestly. Yeah. Um. So it says it's based along the interstate in Northern Virginia, which, okay, that could bring it closer to West Virginia. Because I, I still think that Bethesda's use of that John Denver song is an indication of where it's going to take place. Like, there's literally nothing you could say to me right at this point to make me think otherwise. So I... I they do everything for a reason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got no issue with that. It's still an RPG, he says, which, cool. Um, 
He also says that um, they're going to be using an upgraded Fallout 4 creation engine, which, judging from what you saw in the trailer, I, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have no issue with that because it it looks like the the graphics are a little better in what we saw in the trailer. So, got no issue with that. Um, he says that they will also announce a, a new um, Elder Scrolls title at E3. And, Which um, I'm also kind of excited for. Yeah, yes. for sure. I, I'm a I fan. I wanted like Valenwood or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even, I mean, a lot of people have been saying it, and I doubt they'll do it, but I'd even take a um, remastered Morrowind at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was something good. Yeah, but I think you're probably more closer to being correct, the, the Valenwood thing. Because, um, you know... They've done Skyrim to death on every system you can imagine. I'm surprised it's not on like the the you know Apple Watch or whatever. <laughs> now coming it's to coming. your maker. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he says strong emphasis on building and improvised weapons as opposed to weapon customization as we saw in Fallout 4. So uh, that means to me that we'll have all the base building in Fallout 4 with the sort of weapon building that we kind of saw in Fallout New Vegas um, because you could build you could sort of build custom weapons in, in, in there I mean well I'll say not necessarily custom weapons but you could build weapons that you couldn't normally find in the game yeah. uh, in New Vegas you can modify them and stuff well yeah but you know you could build um, I can't think of any of the weapons in, in New Vegas right now but there were there were some of uh, there was at least one or two weapons that were only available to you if you built them at, at um, one of the weapon stations in New Vegas. He says it will come with a with a phone app, which okay. Um, Fallout I mean, Ford. if it's if I wonder what that's kind of going to be like because yeah. it's going to be like the uh, Vault or Pit Boy app, you know, important to the experience. Yeah, I honestly, to me, I think the 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 app that they developed for Fallout Four was. A hundred percent useless. Yeah, I mean it was it was very meh. I mean, you aren't really sit, you're either holding you know getting like a super strong wrist by holding up this bulky you know pit boy and looking at your wrist every time you wanted to use it, or you're just holding your B phone or whatever and like. and trying to hold your control at the same time. <laughs> or you could just press B and get it in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. Now he reiterates that it is not a rust like. Well, that, that's what he says. It is not a Rust-like. End of sentence. Um, internal Bethesda comms seem to be worried that this will lead the hype in the wrong direction. Which, again, like, if they take certain elements from those types of games, like, I'm all for it because, I mean, Fallout is 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 basically set up for that kind of thing. Like, you just dropped off in a on a map. And, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I want this, but, you know, in those games you're dropped off in a map... You have no real direction. You just kind of are fumbling around and and trying to figure out what to do. Again, I've never played um, either Daisy or Rust, but just from the the my roommate playing it and the videos that I've watched on Daisy, that's pretty much what I see. And I'd be fine with that as long as they still incorporate like uh, some kind of story. If they want to drop you off in the middle of nowhere and expect you to just find your way. To the story, totally fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, be yeah, interesting. Be, because I mean, I think um, Fallout Four is sort of 
fallen into um, a similar trap as most of the other modern games. And for me, I'm thinking about WoW here. Like, the current iteration of WoW has made it so easy for you to find everything you could need. Whereas, like, yeah. if you if you played vanilla, like, sometimes you had to work for it. And even if we're going back to, like, um, Oblivion and stuff, like, there, there wasn't really map markers when you got a quest. You just kind of had to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you either, like, walked there or you uh, used your public transportation. <laughs> well, I mean, Skyrim was the same way until you until you actually discovered the location. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, if, if a, a quest wanted you to go to another city it wouldn't necessarily mark it on your map. You just had to go there, go find figure the out where the city was. <laughs> um, and I think Morrowind was more rife with stuff like that than Oblivion or Skyrim. But um, Yeah, I like... I want a happy medium. Like, I don't want, like, no indication of where to go, but I don't I don't necessarily want to be told. Like, go I don't... This I don't way. I, yeah, I don't want to necessarily be shown the way for everything, and that that I think that's where Fallout Four and Skyrim both well, they I think, they fall short of the RPG. I think uh, that's genre. where that uh, open world concept comes in that they were talking about earlier in this post. I hope so, because um, you know, at the, on one hand, I like the idea that it shows me everywhere to go because you know, anybody got time for that. I'm 35. I got 11 billion kids. <laughs> it feels like you have 11, have that many. <laughs> if you have 11 billion kids, I'm gonna need you to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm, I mean, I, I got one on the way, and I got three already. Um, That's four. Yes, it is. And then it's two four. more that are here on the weekends. Yes, I have two stepchildren also. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, you know, on one hand, it's kind of cool. Well, I won't say it's kind of cool. It's 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 time saving when the game tells me exactly where I need to go, right? But on the other hand, like I miss the days where I was kind of left out in the open, and I had to yeah, kind of figure it out for myself. So. I again, I would not be upset if they took elements from Daisy or Rust and incorporated them into Fallout. Uh, not at all. As long as the the game was, as long as the Fallout game is not like a a clone of of either of those games, I I'd be fine. As long as it has the the storyline, because I think that that's what draws a lot of us to this game, this franchise mm-hmm. is the story. Even and even Elder Scrolls, like the the Elder Scrolls has a way more vast um lore than fallout uh so i think if you don't incorporate some kind of story you're gonna lose a lot of players yeah um so the next point is um the voice protagonist is back now i i I know (laughs) that a lot of people had a problem with fallout 4 introducing the voice protagonist for me personally, I didn't have as much of a problem with that. I actually didn't have any problem with that because especially on in the early days of playing Fallout, like I was listening to podcasts while I played, so I never played with the sound on anyway. 
Yeah. So the fact that the protagonist had a voice was completely irrelevant to me. Um, but, you know, in this this latest playthrough that I'm doing, and I actually think I'm going to start a survival playthrough because I think um, we're going to see heavy survival elements in this game. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've been playing with the sound on, and the fact that the protagonist has a voice doesn't bother me. You're, you know, Anna, you're playing through Fallout Three right now. Um, you know, you don't hear your character talking. No. You just select the dialogue you want, and and I think it's kind of boring like that. I like the idea of having the protagonist voice. I mean, I, I can see it on both hands because on on one hand you have. Like you said, you know, you can hear what your character is saying. But on the other hand, it kind of takes you out of the immersiveness of your character. So if you play a character that's kind of off base from the sort of default Nate or Nora, I could see where hearing those same voices, no matter what your character looks like or whatever, I could see where it might take you out of the immersiveness of it. But I, honestly, I'm sure there's a mod that quiets the protagonist. So, um, yeah, probably. Unlikely. <laughs> uh, there's a mod for everything. At least on PC. Master Race. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I want it on PC, but my PC isn't powerful enough. I need, I need to get a better one. <laughs> I like my Xbox. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, th- this leaker... Also says there's going to be six factions, three of which are notables that we have seen in previous games. Um, he says he doesn't know more than that. They're being very tight-lipped. So just from the jump, I'm saying the Enclave. Um, Brotherhood? No. No? I, I don't expect to see Brotherhood of Steel in this one. Uh, just because it's so... Maybe the Railroad... I mean, like we said, like, yeah. like we said earlier, because it's so. I don't think it's impossible to not see them, though. You're right; it's not impossible, but I do not expect to see them. Just improbable. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But if if he's if he's settling on three solid factions, I think the Enclave is almost a guarantee. Oh yeah. Um, which I I know a lot of fans will will like because they they miss the Enclave from Fallout Three. Um. Maybe the railroad, because I mean railroad the railroad does pop up in Fallout Three, albeit yeah. very briefly. And um Is a is a faction in four. Yeah, it's a faction in four. They they like I said, they pop up very briefly in Fallout Three. Um so But I don't know who the third would be. Minutemen? No. No? Well no, no, no. Um <laughs> because well, I mean, they're still in close enough approximation that to the Commonwealth that they they could be a thing. And honestly, there's no, the people in the vaults would still be like well versed in American history, so mm-hmm. we could quite possibly see something like the like the beginnings of the Minutemen um, that we see in the Commonwealth. That, that yeah, that that could be a possibility for sure. Um, yeah, for like. The, the the enclave is the major one though that I see. Yeah, we're gonna see the enclave. I I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that. Definitely. I'd be surprised if it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be I I I would be su- surprised if the enclave does not make a um appearance an appearance in this. Um. 
Yeah, and I, I can't actually think of two more that would be like an almost definite. Maybe yeah. because I mean it. I feel like it's still too early for something like the Gunners. Um, or any of the Raiders. Well, the Raiders, you, yeah. You 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 might see people who are quote unquote raiding, but I don't think that soon after the bombs fall no. that they're like some big organized group. No. So yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, the the only one that I can think of is almost a hundred percent definite is the Enclave and that, um, and uh, Cyrus, you will like this next one. Harold will make an appearance. Harold, yes. <laughs> Way um, to go, my boy, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so Harold has made an appearance in every Fallout game except for, um. Fallout 4, I think. And New Vegas. And New Vegas. Yeah. Um, I, it was really a bittersweet thing for me to see him in Fallout 3 um, because, spoilers, skip forward 15 seconds right now, you have the option to kill him. And I think, if I remember right, both, no matter which path you choose, like they both have their benefits. Yeah. Um, and retcon, he says, as will young first Maxon. So in Fallout 4, we, we see a Maxon as a leader of the Brotherhood of Steel. But mm-hmm. if you remember back in Fallout 3... Um, he was a scribe. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a scribe. So that would... But, w- but wait, didn't, unless... didn't a Maxon um, start the Brotherhood of Steel? So well, young first so Maxon... Yeah, so young first Maxon. So if that's the case... You are going to see Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, so actually, um, Roger Maxson did found the Brotherhood of Steel, so I guess all our talk before about the Brotherhood not making an appearance in this game is, I mean, if this is to be believed, is irrelevant because he says that young young First Maxson, which I don't know if you could say young First Maxson because... um, Maxon founded the Brotherhood pre-war. In Mariposa before the war. I mean, right before the war, but still. I mean, yeah. granted, 76 it was in is... the army. <laughs> yeah, 76 is supposed to happen, like... 25 years. 25 years after mm-hmm. the bombs fall, so it's not, like, totally out of the question, but... We also don't know how old Maxon was when all that happened at the Mariposa base. Well, he was well, a captain. he was in the army. He was a captain, so... He's probably late twenties if he's a captain, maybe early thirties at the at the oldest. Yeah, forties, fifties isn't that old. Yeah, but I don't know how you could say he'd be a young Maxon at that point. Um, now he does say that this is retcon, so they're changing they're changing up lore. I guess they're changing some fundamental lore. Which yeah. I, I mean, I know Bethesda likes to 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 play with the lore a little bit here and there, but like I can't see them. I can't see them making that drastic of a change. I just, no. uh, I can't, maybe they will, but I, I can't see it. Um, so the next point he says is numerous retcons, which, you know, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm worried for what they're going to retcon. And if they retcon something that, you know, and they replace it, if they retcon something and replace it with some stupid, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with them retconning like small stuff, um, 
but having a young Maxon up here on the East Coast after the war, that's pretty huge. I wonder if they're referring to videos with that, though. Because think, you would go back to the television set. Like, they obviously have videos that are playing that are pre-war videos. Who's to say it's not in a video? I mean, you're not wrong, but the way that he is presenting it is that... Yeah, it makes it seem like he will appear in in, person. Yeah. I mean, we could have a glimpse of pre-war. I mean, if 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 I do if they do try to like recon something like as like fundamental as when and who founded the Brotherhood of Steel, I would be I'm going to be a big cross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, come um, on. Come that, on that's guys. a that's a pretty huge recon to make and I just don't think um oh god Todd has it in him to to make that huge leap. Um now that we have definitely seen small retcons here and there. Mm-hmm. Um Especially if they're putting Vault 76 in, in, around or near West Virginia, uh, which I'm I'm fine with because we haven't seen it in a game. I mean, yeah. it's been mentioned in a game in in two games, mm-hmm. but they they don't like really. It doesn't affect with the greater Fallout timeline story that yeah. you know the vaults in West Virginia rather than outside DC. And and you know like like this thing said earlier, it just means it just means the aliens pick somebody up out of West Virginia rather than on his way to DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you laugh, but um, another place Vault seventy six is mentioned is in the Motherhood Zeta, or Motherhood is in the Mothership Zeta DLC for Vault three. So aliens is not a possibility. <laughs> uh, but I, I can't see them making. That huge of a retcon, I honestly can't. Yeah. I can't. I yeah, can't but, see it. Yeah, and I really hope they don't try and do it. I don't think they will, man. Um, because all the retcons we've seen so far have been small and inconsequential to the broader storyline. So, I I can't see them making that huge of a of a retcon where you see young first Maxon on the East Coast. Yeah, twenty five years after, yeah, um, the Brotherhood was supposedly founded by him on the West Coast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I guess going back to um, the three notable factions, this is saying Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, like yeah, Enclave Brotherhood of Steel Railroad maybe or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have no idea. I don't know who that third notable would be, really, mm-hmm. other than the Brotherhood or or other than Enclave Brotherhood. I mean, there's only like a very few that you could say it could be like a notable. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe like the Institute. They have like a. I mean, yeah, research. because in Fallout Three, I mean, the whole reason you even see the railroad is because the 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 Institute is there looking for. You know, they're synthetic man. <laughs> yeah. So another point he says is laying the groundwork for Fallout 5, which is already in the works, which I could believe that. Um, I could, yeah. I could believe that all day long. Um, because, you know, the if you look at the release dates of Fallout 3 as opposed to Fallout New Vegas, like, there was a short amount of time. 
uh, yeah, relative to how they normally read stuff. So you had Fallout 3, then a couple years later, um, Fallout New Vegas, and then what was it, like five years after that, um, yeah, Fallout 4? Yeah, I mean, when was 4 released? 15? Yeah, 2015. Yeah, so it'll be five years after New Vegas because New Vegas dropped in 2010. Yeah, yeah so if, the, if, the, if they keep on the same schedule, we can expect another Fallout game if one – well – I say if I'm fairly certain one will drop this year, but um, we can expect another follow game in 2023, right? I think, yeah, I think so. so. Which is fine. That's they're they're keeping up with their their, their timeline. Their timeline. That's fine. Um, and in all caps, he says, "This is what the Fallout 4 build system was a test for." Yep. Which I mean, we already right. kind of. Figured that. <laughs> kind of figured that yeah. because, I mean, you had the, the Skyrim Hearthfire DLC, which was a very rudimentary uh, sort of build system, which gave way to Fallout 4's build system, which was gave you way more control over everything. Um, yeah. And so just assuming that they – honestly, I think the the, the only thing they could, they could really improve upon in, in the build system is place anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in addition to like adding like more stuff to build with, but like if you're just talking about the build system in general, like that's something. And maybe honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, they could even add something like a conquest mod. You know, they could even add that as in the. I know maybe you maybe make the uh, raider type system actually have like one of the. Uh, have like one of like the new factions he mentions, the three new factions, be like an evil faction where you can like take over the waste or whatever with the raider mechanics they introduced in um Nuka World. Well, I'm, I never, I haven't played Nuka World yet, so I don't know Trust like, me, how that changes. It's so fun being a raider. Oh, I'm sure it it's is. It's so much fun. I'm sure it is. And <laughs> I, I will definitely make a push to get all the achievements for four uh, before this one comes out. But, um, um, God Talk comes out on E3. This is being released <laughs> as I speak. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I got a, I got enough money in my savings account to cover it, so we're good. <laughs> if he he just start, he just starts shooting out of an air cannon. <laughs> you get a <laughs> you get you get a game and you get you, a game you all get game. <laughs> Look under your seats. <laughs> and, but all like special editions where all the faces are replaced with Todd Howard's face. I could see so that. Not, no, not even all the faces. All the textures are Todd Howard's face. I could see that. Um, but going back to this is what the Fallout build system was a test for. Like, um, and Anna, I know you don't know what the Conquest mod is. No. But that, that's basically a mod that allows you to... Um, set a workbench down and pretty much build a summit anywhere. Okay. So I feel like if we're going to see an improvement to the build system in fall from fallout four, um, we're, we're, we're going to have to see either place anywhere being integrated and, or the conquest mod being integrated. Yeah. Um, and even maybe to a lesser extent, the Sim Settlements. The Sim Settlements mod allows you to sort of like build placeholders and then like the settlers come around and build up their their own stuff. Okay. 
So, yeah. honestly, if they're going to improve on the settlement building system, I think all three of those mods have to be vanilla. Like, they all have to be in the game Yeah. Uh, to improve upon it. I mean, at least, at the very least, the sim settlement stuff. Yeah. Because, damn, I'm out here saving the wasteland from everything, and you can't even be bothered to build your own stuff. <laughs> I have you lazy settlers. Say, what do you mean? <laughs> Get on the ground, you heathens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that, that's something that always bothered me about the settlements of Fallout 4. You know, on one hand, like, even when I played Fallout 3, I was like, you know, especially when I went to, like, Rivet City, I was like, man, you have been on this aircraft carrier for however many years yes. and it still looks like you just moved here you 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 can't be bothered to clean up the 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 debris everywhere like it starts shoving socks and clothes and holes god it's not that hard right and then and then like once you get to fallout 4 and you could build your own settlements like you can't even like i brought you all here and you can't even be bothered to like put up a wall here or there come on bro <laughs> So I think yeah, I, I think that, I, that's that's him settlements mod. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I think that at a minimum we need to see more NPC interaction in the uh, in the settlement yeah. building process or in the you know homestead building or whatever they decide to call it. Um, yeah. I think that um you have those three. You have um one or a combination of those three mods in the game. And now now that I'm, you know, we're sort of talking through this, I think that um sim settlements has to be like the top priority. Like yeah. yeah. If I'm going out into the waste and risking my life while you're just sitting on your ass uh you know, just sort of holding down the fort, like you could at least be bothered to to build yourself too. Like yeah. I'm happy to dictate where, you know, where the residential stuff goes, where the farming stuff goes. Like, I'm happy to dictate that if you really need me to. But <laughs> I don't want to have to sit there and tediously build all this stuff for you when you are clearly uh, capable of doing it yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think that, like, one or a combination of those three mods has to be integrated into the new build system. Um Here's a real controversial one, um, and this this is this is the last one. Uh, he says no external mods outside of CC. They're gonna try and cut that off at the pass and sell it as a security thing, citing stolen content and adult mods. I think that is complete. That is chaos. I think that is complete and utter bullshit. Because since yeah. uh, since Bethesda has moved the Elder Scrolls into the modern world, and they took over the Fallout franchise, mods have been a mainstay. Yes. Mods have been the reason why even Morrowind and yeah, I, I, like you just said, Morrowind still gets mods every single day. You know that these mods give the games lifespans past what they originally would have been. Well so. past. Yeah. Well, well past. So the the idea that um, Bethesda would outlaw mods for, you know, and I can't speak for 
their their games outside of the Elder Scrolls and Fallout because I don't play any of the other ones. But like the idea that a new Fallout game would come out and you can only buy mods for them, or and I hate saying buy mods because if you're getting them from Bethesda, they're not mods; they are part of the game. Um, but the idea that they would just totally cut that out, I think, is ridiculous. Um, I I don't think that we see that, uh, at least not yet. I mean, I think there may come a day where they will slowly ease um, off of them. Ease off of them if they do it all. I mean, I hope they don't, because you know, like we just said, mods are the reason why um, people play Oblivion still, and yeah. that that's that's a game that's what is it like fifteen years old. I think so. It, it might be younger than that, but uh, relevant to the point that I'm making. Um, that's why people continue, especially on PC, and even now that Fallout 4 um, has console mod support, that's why people have no issue like continuing to buy into these games well after their quote-unquote prime. Yep. Be- because yeah. there's still so much that mod authors can offer us in terms of gameplay. I mean, you have, you know, uh, not only do you have, like, rebalancing systems on official patches or, um, like, you know, overhauls of certain things, but you have total and complete, like, DLC-sized quest mods Mm -hmm. that make the game... Yeah, like that, um... Go ahead. I mean, if you you haven't, um watch the podcast you don't know but there's like this uh evil faction mod that's like imp or something like that that's and that kind of is basically like a whole new dlc it's very in-depth and it has its own ending has its own you know recruitment and everything it's pretty it's actually incredibly awesome yeah for sure so the idea that bethesda would just like willy-nilly all of a sudden get rid of that is preposterous to me yeah it just doesn't sound right it's it's kind of like one of those here's two truths and a lie yeah which i mean which one's the lie people would argue that bethesda's good for that (laughs) but i think like i mean mean, they've introduced the creation club which i see that as a way of them weeding out unofficial modifications yeah but i mean and yes, I know it's not something that everybody would be okay with, but they created the Creation Club for a reason. I mean, I get that, but I think the Creation Club was made to sort of get some of the better mods um monetized. I mean, that's one thing. But like and again, I hate calling anything from the Creation Club a mod cuz it's not cuz it's coming from the source, so it's it's not a mod, it's part of the game. But it modifies the game, so... It doesn't modify the game, because that's an asset that Bethesda put out, so it's not a modification, it's its its own thing. Uh, and, you know, I understand we're talking about semantics here, but um, it always annoys me when people say, oh, Creation Club is paid mods, man, but it's not. It, it's not that. By definition, it's not that, because it's coming from the, the source, so it's not a modification of the game. It's okay. an addition to the game. Okay. In any, in any case, 
<laughs> semantics aside, I still don't think, at least um, at least at this point, that take it away, you know, the Nexus mods or whatever is the right move. And I, I doubt very, very, very seriously that this is the game they give up on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, will they do that in the future? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Um, but I, I cannot imagine, especially given all the criticism they, they've seen from the Creation Club, that they would just jump straight to free mods are not allowed anymore. You can't you can't modify the game anymore. I, I just can't I can't believe that. I mean granted for me, like I would I don't care like I like mods, but that's not a barrier to entry for me. If it's got a fallout tag on it, I will play it whether I can put mods on it or not. <laughs> sure. But I know there's a lot of people that, you know, oh we gotta have our free mods. And usually those people are the ones that are doing the, the nudie mods. Look, man, sometimes you just got to see some virtual titties. <laughs> That's true. That's true, you do. Um, So, rounding out this really long conversation about a minute and a half video, <laughs> <laughs> what's everybody's final thoughts on what we've seen so far? Um, Cyrus, go first. Fine. Final thoughts on Fallout 76. I am cautiously optimistic and excited to see what see what it, it turns out to be. I'm actually really optimistic. I don't have, you know, a deep-rooted feeling about Fallout so far. So for me, I'm a little bit more open-minded to what is coming. Because, um, you know, I've only played one Fallout game so far. If you don't include Fallout Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I, I barely keep my people alive in that. But well. you know, I'm really excited to see what, what's gonna come of it. Like how is it gonna be multiplayer? How is it gonna be storyline or is it gonna be straight me versus you? You know? Yeah, for, I mean from our time on the nucleus like you, you got some base, like lore, uh, from. Oh, I love the lore behind Fallout. Oh, it's so great, which is why I want to do a podcast about it. But like, I just right now I can't commit to the time commitment. So maybe in the future we might come back. I don't know. Probably not. Though. After the next eight months. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, um. As long as it's not Fallout Fortnite, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Watch that be exactly what it is. <laughs> I will burn Bethesda to the ground. I will not be behind <laughs> you on it. Good luck, honey. <laughs> no, but send ser- you off with your lunch. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they'll. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that they won't do that because I mean they just did a campa- campaign not too long ago that was say player one hashtag say player one so. The idea that they would like use that as a, you know, sort of campaign. I can't imagine that even if this does have some sort of online or multiplayer multiplayer feel to it, that it would stray too far away from 
a single player experience. Yeah. Um. Ooh, what if it's like Halo? I've never played Halo, so I don't I don't know anything about it. I play I played the first one. It the was, first one. That's all fun. I played. <laughs> but um, you know, I I think I'm. I think I'm somewhere. I don't know. I'm I'm truly optimistic, totally about this game. Um, because it's Fallout. Long as <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want it to be a mobile game either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that rumor has been flying around too. Yeah, but potentially uh, a, a mobile game. I don't see it being that though. No. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a mobile game. But I think as long as it's not like a Fallout Fortnite. I think we're good. As far as I'm concerned, we're good. I mean, I'm gonna buy it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> like we I already, are. I already have money set aside for this game. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm buying it. Um, yeah, I just want, I, I just want more of the same, but also improved. So I want a deep, rich storyline, but I also want the features of the previous games to be improved upon and. I want the karma system back. Yeah, right? The karma system is pretty cool. I I want the karma system back because in Fallout 4, you could do whatever the hell you want, and it's irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) For the most part. Yeah, that really sucked when I was playing mine, and I accidentally stole something because I pressed the wrong button, and I lost karma. Mm. I was like, no! And then somebody started chasing me around (laughs) the building, and I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? I mean, it was, it's also it's also a really good. It's also really funny when you think you're being sneaky, and then like you see, you lost karma, or whatever. Then like, oh, I got caught. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna sneakily take this water. Oh no, they caught me. Oh man! <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to do it for us this time. And this went way longer than I thought it would. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, guys, thanks for listening to Chris, Anna, and Cyrus talk about Fallout 76. Chris, before we go, you got any uh, hot points or anything you want to reiterate? We know the – we're pretty sure that the the game takes place earlier than any other Fallout game. If if the Pip-Boy is any indication, it's just 25 years after the Great War. So that's going to be something totally new to be that close to world destruction. We also are pretty sure, given the John Denver selection, that the game takes place in West Virginia, which – I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna pan out. You know, I'm just excited that we're getting a new Fallout game. You know, some people say, well, you know, it was so many years in between the, 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 you know, the last batch of Fallout games. But then I, I have to remind people, the, the time period between Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas was about this same time between Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. We're actually getting a, a game pretty close to, you know, previous experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, Although if they keep that same thing going, I wouldn't expect another. I wouldn't expect Fallout Five for three or four years. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it and looking to see what's what, you know, the the angle they're gonna take for this because it seems like something totally new and I'm excited to see, you know, just what the improvements they made to you know the game franchise in general. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. I am nervous that it's gonna be a survival game. I think some of those have been done real well and others have been done not so well. 
because they also have a tendency to feel like Minecraft and they're not done real well. Well, well, see, for me, I don't mind that. I'll play Minecraft all day because it, it, the mindless, you know, getting resources and building. I don't know. It's it's kind of soothing for me. I, I I have about 500 hours in Fallout 4, and I guarantee you. 350 of that is just building. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, you can get lost in the building, but I think, and I bet you're in this camp too. Fallout has a strong story and lore and narrative to follow as one. If that gets lost, then I think they're kind of kicking a leg out from themselves. Oh, no, you're not wrong about that. I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely. Um, but I, I don't think they'll skimp on that no matter, you know, what kind of game it is, whether it's multiplayer or co-op type thing or, uh, you know, single player, however they're going to do it. I don't, I don't think the story is going to be lost because ultimately that's, that's what draws 90% of the people to the franchise in the first place. Yeah. The worlds they make are so immersive. You know, that's, that's actually the plus side to the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they got in store for us, man. And I know we talked about offline sort of revisiting this topic after E3 with you in the mix. So that'll that'll be a fun thing to do. Absolutely. Anytime, sir. And um, I guess I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking soon. And everybody else, uh, you know, follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And Chris is Only Hope Gaming on Facebook and Twitter. We don't do Twitter, but um, you can find us on Facebook at Only Hope Gaming and on Instagram at Only Hope Gaming. There we go. And until next time, bye-bye, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.